Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Vodka and Water podcast with your host, Jay, Mr. Seasoning, Mr. Antisocial himself. And to join me today is our co-host. She is the queen of similes. She is the matriarch of metaphors. Find Ashley the Bay 2020 is very, 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 very soon coming to an end because this campaign is not worth running. Please welcome Ashley. Way Hello, everybody. Hello. This campaign is really not worth running. <laughs> and you know what I've realised? Nobody knows what we look like. So that's probably why this campaign is w- wasting our time. Listen, you've got to market yourself. Obviously, the voice is marketing, but people need to match the voice to the face. You do. You need to do them four Ps nonsense. I Oh, no. No, you're all right. <laughs> I'm not doing no four Ps nonsense, and I'm not um, putting a picture out. If you know what I look like, then you know what I look like, innit? <laughs> oh, well, we're going to have to bring that campaign to a close very soon if we get no more inquiries come through. No. Imagine if we... Is- there's none. <laughs> Imagine if <laughs> queries started coming through them. They were like proper creepy queries. Oh God, someone's dad. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, haven't you got kids at home you need to look after? Literally. You've Get got off a whole the internet. You've got a whole mortgage <laughs> and you're troubling me. Why? No. No. It's a no from me. <laughs> oh, it's a no indeed. Literally. And I don't want a sugar daddy either. I know life is hard and it's COVID, but... No. Well, you can't be doing them things. Can't, can't share households. So. Well, we no. don't want to be talking about doing the nasty outside. So. No, no sweetener daddies, no sugar daddies, thank you. No splendor daddies, <laughs> no sucralose daddies, none of that. Look at all these brands you're coming out with. Come on, canister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you know so much more of that nonsense than me. But anyway, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about passion. Oh. Oh, saucy. Saucy. (laughs) Passion in various forms. Passion in the workplace. Passion in various forms. (laughs) I can't think. I'm so sorry. Not not just that kind of passion that everyone's thinking about. No, Um, we're not talking about having sex. (laughs) That's not this, that's that's what this podcast is not about. I'm so sorry if you were disappointed. It's not yeah. a sex podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So if you no. want that, go find your other podcasts on everywhere else your favourite podcast is streamed, but it's not us. So we're going to talk about keeping keeping passion, actually, um, more so than just passion in general, in various aspects of life. Because when you think about it, it's pretty challenging with what life throws at you in various scenarios. So we'll talk about work we'll talk about like school college uni so education we'll talk about hobbies and we might even cover relationships if we've got time and the energy as a whole other beast to crack but it it can be challenging it can be difficult can't it it can be difficult but um especially in covid times it's very hard to continue to be passionate at something but yeah it can be done it can be done yeah, especially when COVID is the enemy of progress. Oh, COVID is such a salad. It is such a flipping salad. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's very ain't, unnecessary. And ain't nobody want to be eating salad. Ain't nobody a rabbit out here. 
So, well, what's wrong with salad? You've never ate a salad in your a day oh, in your life. Stay calm. You've never ate a, a salad. That is such a disastrous claim. Like I don't go somewhere and buy salad. Keep. Oh, shut up. No, <laughs> that is nonsense. Just because you eat a little bit of lettuce and put a little bit of lettuce in your burgers, don't mean you've had salad. No one said that. Now you're just not a salad person. I know you. Okay not. then. Okay, because you obviously know what I eat on a day-to-day basis. Listen, I knew what you were at uni. You do Listen, not have salad. That was then. This is now. <laughs> yeah. Well, the budget and got tighter, yeah? Student well, loan isn't dropping anymore. I don't eat anything, okay? <laughs> Close your mouth. It's so annoying, I swear. Ashley has a diet of air and dust. Literally. We're a sprinkle of food, like, every 24 hours, if that. <laughs> at least it's seasoned. And yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, I know my stomach doesn't like me and food rejects me at every turn. However, my food is not bland. So don't try and come for me like, you don't eat anything, but at least my food is seasoned. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Anyway, we'll talk about seasoning later on. So start by talking about keeping passion in education. So whether this mm. is college, whether this is uni, mm. I when this is my opinion, I think whatever you're doing at that stage, be ready to have the passion literally beaten out of you because uni, and let's talk about uni in particular, knows no better way than to draw that passion out of you by making you do some nonsense, absolute nonsense on whatever topic you're studying. Mm. That's true. Like for me, passion with uni is a subject that even though you go through the hardest tasks, you still want to get up and do that same subject tomorrow. That's what I'd consider a passion and an interest. If you do like, for example, one assignment and you realize it's a no from me and you never want to do it again, then that's probably something you're not passionate about. But say for example, you do like a maths module and everything makes sense. You can do all the calculations and things are just moving correctly. Then I'd say that could potentially be a passion in uni. Which I get, but I think I'm coming at it from the point of view, let's say you've chosen a topic, right, to study for three or four years, uni is going to beat that passion out of you. Like, it's going to test your patience, like, fully, because they make you do some nonsense that sometimes doesn't apply in the real world. Like, Mm. it just wouldn't work that way. And Now that we're working, we actually know, actually, none of that stuff, well, I say none of that stuff, some of the stuff that you're taught just doesn't follow through in real life Mm. as it is in the education system so it doesn't actually beat the passion out of you Mm. but I I think one of the things that kept me going was having the right people around me Mm. so having people especially you um at uni who would just do stuff like do stuff and be like like Ashley was literally guilty of this all the time, right? Ashley would pay attention in every lecture. She'd write down all the notes she got to write down. And when you ask her, how's your assignment going? She's like, oh, I've already done about half, like half of it already. And you're like, fam, I've only ever done the title thing. Literally. And that's as far as I got. So then it made me want to make sure that I keep up with you, if that makes sense. And I think surrounding yourself with people like that who are going to, challenge you and push you will get you going through you and if you just fall if you are literally just walking around with people who just want to go out and who are just absolute nonsense and trash bottom of the barrel who are literally just there to party 
then you're going to be dragged into that. You need to have a good group of friends who are going to keep your passion on track. Mm. Very true. Um, and it's not even that, it's just accountability. you got to be accountable for your actions, for your um, input, for your process. Like, I wasn't completing half of the assignments because I needed Jay to complete the assignment. I just did it because that's just my personality. Mm. Like, you need, you need to have people around you that will force you to boss up and level up. Because if you meet people that are bottom of the barrel, you will continue being bottom of the barrel. And I don't really want to live with SpongeBob. So <laughs> you've got to... <laughs> so you've got to pro- <laughs> Look at you dropping the bars already. Fuck you now. Literally, come on, come on, listeners. You know the vibes. So, yeah, like you've got to um, surround yourself with people that can actually boss you up. Like, imagine there's five of you and four of you go gym and you don't go gym. You're going to be sitting there thinking, hmm, maybe I should go, you know, or at least work out or do some sports. So I'm not that behind. Do you get what I mean? Mm. It's that support network, isn't it? It's that support network that you've got to have. You've got to surround yourself with people like that who are going to challenge you positively to do things. Um, And that way you just keep at it. And with uni, it's just about just getting through it and just getting stuff done. Like if you've got stuff that you don't want to do, you've got an assignment or an exam that you really don't want to do, surround yourself with people, just get through it, get it done. um, And then you'll get the result at the end. I think the other pressure is financial. So you're paying nine grand now for your course you don't want to be coming out with a third right what is the point of paying that much money you're going to be repaying student loan for the rest of your life what is the point of coming out with a basic grade you're wasting your time you're wasting everyone's time so Mm. i think there's that financial pressure that makes you want to do things as well Mm. and keep that keep at whatever you're passionate about whatever your topic is that you've chosen to study at uni what do you think yeah like for me yeah I'd be like 9k this this has to work it has to work (laughs) there's no backup option here 9k that after oh this smelly government it has to work so (laughs) there's no plan bisha it will work by god's grace so yeah but like financially it is a thing like you do why do you pay all that money for accommodation and you can't even pretend to go lectures what is the point (laughs) I know you want to move away from home but to pay all that money it seems a bit silly no I'm with you I'm with you it's a bit silly just try just try man yeah you gotta try and then I think it changes totally when you go into work so I personally my experience uni's kind of like a group thing like you and your friends going through it and then mm. works kind of a you on your own thing yeah yeah every man for themselves it is every- it's literally every man for themselves because it's you, people might move back to their own cities people might get jobs elsewhere you lose that daily contact that you might have with friends at uni Mm. and you're doing things different in different industries different companies so it turns individualistic but that's where the whole ball game changes for being passionate because you need to be self-driven you need to find your own way to keep that passion going Mm. I think it's pretty hard it is pretty hard it is but I like money so (laughs) But, (laughs) but 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 just because you're making money doesn't mean you're passionate at something. Sometimes people do things for the sake of just paying their bills. 
Le- right. literally. But that's a job, not a career. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's two different things. Two different things. So I think my take on workplace is make sure that you have breaks. So make sure you're taking time off. Don't be a typical Joe and leave all your annual leave until the end of the year and then you need the whole of December off. Oh, those people stress me out. <laughs> because why are you not doing annual leave in July like normal people? And yeah, no, I get it. Like some people generally try to take more days off in winter because they suffer from SAD and they generally need the days off. But, you know, even though at home, you're still going to wake up and it's dark and you're going to go to bed and it's dark. So oh, I don't know. but it's important to pace yourself you know you you're not going to run 100 miles an hour for the rest of your life because you will literally die you will die like your body will log itself out of life it will log you out of life so you got to make sure that you are giving yourself breaks even if you literally just are dead to the world and sit at home and do nothing make sure you have regular breaks because if you're not that's when you will find yourself falling out of love with what you're doing if you're in a career and you like it that's Mm. a hypothetical yeah we're starting off with you started in a career you started liking your job you're in that industry and you want to go further into it um and and having a break is going to be so beneficial for your long-term gain of i don't know let's say you want to progress up to being someone senior within the company Mm. then that's what's going to help if you don't have breaks, that's when you're in trouble. Trouble, my friends. So that's what Very I think true. about breaks. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, next topic. Don't next topic me. No, but I mean next bit. Next <laughs> bit that you're talking about, because it makes sense. <laughs> make it make sense. Um, the, make sense. The other bit I think in the workplace as well is consistency. I think consistency is key and it's about being consistent. It's not about in one day you've got to uh, do a high jump, right? And get over a really tall fence. It's about every day take small, small steps and then do that consistently. Because if you make them small, small steps, eventually you're going to get there and you're going to climb a hurdle that you need to. Yeah, consistency is very, very key. Like at work, think to yourself, okay, so I want to learn this process by the end of the week or the month. Then Mm. after that, you want to learn another process. You want to be able to answer these many emails at the end of the week or these many emails at the end of the month. It's little little things that will overall improve your consistency and your productivity. Like no one's asking you to come to to work and fix five computers and you don't even work in IT. Like (laughs) it's just unrealistic. (laughs) Oh, okay. Do you know when you work for like small companies and you end up being like tech support as well? It's like, that's not in my job description. <laughs> and you don't pay me enough. You genuinely <laughs> don't pay me enough to A, care and B, fix computers. If you man can't control or delete, I'm not involved. <laughs> or, or log off and log on. Switch yeah. off and switch that's off. That's what they told you to do, tech support anyway. Have you tried logging off and logging back on? You're like, yeah. Now it's saying system error. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean I get to go home? Literally, Windows is not cooperating. So. <laughs> <laughs> the computer says no. The computer says no. But it, it's important. I think consistency is important. And I think uh, what you said is, is key as well. It's about two things you said there. One was about having objectives. So make yourself, make sure you got a target of where you want to go. Don't just work aimlessly. 
because then what are you working towards? What is your purpose? Have an aim, have an objective of, right, I want to achieve this, I want to achieve that. It might seem a bit, and with your targets, go unrealistic. Um, and if you fall anywhere in between, you're going to be happy, but go for something that's really ambitious and work towards it. Because then when you are having times when it's a bit difficult, maintaining your passion in your workplace, then you're going to be like, okay, cool. I know what I'm working towards. Let me write this day off as an L and I'll come back to it tomorrow. Mm. So that's, I think, is massively important. The other point you mentioned as well is knowing your skill set. So know what you can and what you can't do. You ain't Superman. Literally. Or woman. Literally. Don't be one of those people who say, I've got great Excel experience. And then you come to the, you get the job, you come to the interview and they're like, do a V look up there. And then you're like, huh? <laughs> a V what? A V what? Do a pivot table then. Huh? <laughs> you're there on Google doing how do I do pivot tables. Are you not embarrassed? <laughs> I had that. I had a similar thing in one of my interviews, right? When I had to go abroad the first time. Um, on my CV, of course, I put down that I did GCSE in, uh, French. Um, and obviously, I put down that my French is good uh, to get it. And then the guy asked me a question in French. And guess what my response was? We. Oui. <laughs> no, not even that. It was more embarrassing than we. Oui. It was, huh? Oh. And he asked me it again. I was like, huh? And he's like, I always find, don't really ask a question in French. I was like, yeah, I did it as a GCSE. Still got the job, though. That's not the point we're trying to prove here. <laughs> like, don't listen to Jay and his nonsense. Don't lie on CVs and say you do things that you can't do. Because you could be applying for a job in customer service, but because you've got A-levels in IT, you're doing tech support. No. <laughs> yeah, don't no do them things. Sometimes lies pay off, and most of the times they don't. Don't do them things. Don't do them things at all. Um, well, no, know yourself. Like, know your skills. Are, like, right, okay, I know I'm good at sales and customer service, but I know I'm not good at IT. So you start, and for example, say if you were in sales and I don't know, you want to move to customer service, speak to the customer service manager, start speaking to people in that team, team, sorry, and just try and move, dream. Wow, the, <laughs> the level of English there was sensational. Wow, I'm really international, aren't I? Anyway, team, and um, move along that way. Like, just know your, know your source, innit? Like, what is your source, Jay, like, in terms of the workplace? What do you think you're good at? What are the things that you think, I'm a bit higgy hagger? Are you interviewing me spontaneously? No, I'm just, I'm just asking to give examples <laughs> for the podgy salad. What are my skill sets? Um, oh, God. Um, and it's weird. I am prepared for an interview question. But I think one of my things is kind of seeing the bigger picture and being a problem solver almost. So it's like coming up, up against a problem and it's about how I fix it. And there are things, and I fully know that I don't always know the answer to questions. And it's a case of knowing who I go to, to get the answers to the questions that I have, if that makes sense. So I think that, that's one thing that I know. And if, there, if I know I've got gaps, then it's identifying the people who will be able to help me fill those gaps. Now, if it's some personal gaps that I've got around skill set, I'll make a note of them and then get some help with those because it's important to. Because listen, you ain't ever, no one's perfect, no matter how much money you're on, no matter what role you're in, you're not perfect. There's always improvement that you, you can make. So 
Yeah, what's your skill set? What's your knowledge base? <laughs> Chatting nonsense. <laughs> uh, I, I think I pick up things quite quickly. Mm. I've had a lot of jobs in my little short career and I've managed to get into a job and pick up stuff quickly. And I think another thing is that I have the right mindset. You gotta have the right mindset to work. No, exactly, exactly. That's important. Cause you can't be going into work with a uni mindset. I not everyday party, love. You can't party on a nine to five. No. You can only do what? The only thing you could do is just go on Instagram stories on your lunch. <laughs> yeah, you can't be doing them things anymore. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say about keeping passion in the workplace is bad workplaces. So if you have had the joy of being in a role or a company, um, more likely it's not the role of the company, more likely it's your manager. If you've had the experience, the joyful experience of coming across bad managers, what you will find is your passion feels like it gets beaten out of and you question whether you are good enough to do that job. You question whether you need to change your job role altogether. Mm. So I've had the pleasure of being in this situation a couple of times and it's very, very difficult to stay the course. You need to be headstrong and you need to know yourself. You need to know your skills. But mm. I find that with those negative environments, that takes a lot out of you. And it take, it literally feels like your passion is beaten out of you and you question whether you can do the role. I, I don't know if you've experienced anything similar. <laughs> oh, but listen there's quotes on in linkedin that say people leave the workplace because of a bad manager not a bad workplace nothing is worse when your manager is not on job it's very frustrating mm. very frustrating and that's what i mean if you know your skill set in this life yeah let me tell you something yeah words of wisdom from ashley yeah the fingers are poised yeah in this life you have to get something out of life. You need to get ROI, return of investment. If you're in a workplace and they're not giving you what you want or you're not getting any return of investment, i.e. you're not learning anything, you're not making connections, you're not progressing, you're not making more money, there's no promotions, and all you're doing is getting stressed, yeah? Your edges are slipping, you barely have time to even wash or bathe, and you're rattled about work, you need to cut... Because uh, you can always find another job. Yeah, you can. Absolutely. And love is worse than a hateful manager. Like, excuse me, hating is not in your job description. Why <laughs> do you not like me? I am your staff member and you're hating me. Why? Exactly. You, you're meant to be here supporting me. You're meant to be here providing me with that. And you, you can't even spell support. Like literally, oh, oh, and I'll tell you this for free 99. A lot of you lots managers have never been uni, are not even qualified, they just happen to be at the right place at the right time, or they licked someone's ass hard enough and they got promoted. Then they'll have the audacity, yeah, to turn around and say, You're not doing a good job. Could you even do my job? You've never <laughs> done my job before, so how do you know I'm doing a good one or not? Oh, yeah, answers on a postcard. <laughs> that's what i thought there's a lot of managers that are in positions because they just got there but they don't really know what they're doing themselves but that's a whole other dilemma i think to bro, tackle of, of sis, sis. like bro, bro, people bro, being in manager bro. positions without being ready for it like you can be good at your job and this is a difference right of going from actually doing the job to managing people 
doing the job is one thing. Being a manager is a whole other ball game. Just because you're good at doing the job does not make you a good manager. It, it just doesn't because it requires a totally different skill set. You need to look beyond the work and how you work as a person to everyone else's skill set and everything you say at your big yapper needs to be carefully said because everything can have consequences. So you need to be careful and change your behavior. So what you were doing when you were a worker bee to being a manager bee is totally different. And if you can't change your mindset, you're going to struggle and you're going to wind people up and there's going to be a trail of people, a trail of P45s in your wake. So don't do them things. And a lot of people beg management, but like, can you really hack it? Because you can barely hack the little job you're doing now, but you want to be a manager. What for? Oh no, that's a whole other topic, whole other topic. But bad workplaces for sure takes a passion out of your career. It takes out, but keep strong, keep going. If you have invested a lot of time in that, just change the environment and it will come back. If you are good enough and you proved it before, change the environment and it will work out. It always does. It's always a bad manager. It's not you. So that's very important to note down um on to the next one so hobbies 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 how do you keep passion in your hobbies well ensuring that you have something that you can do outside of work and having a release um even like youtube videos cooking baking going for walks having a pet gym fitness um, Ah, reading hang on a minute Hang on what? A Having a pet is not a hobby, it's a lifestyle. But carry on. No, but like... Oh, I know what you no mean. <laughs> carry on, carry on. I know what you mean. I don't have a pet, so that's why I mean it like that. Like That is so... That is I meant as a release from work. I got you. I was just joking. <laughs> but I think it's important, and I think it's also important. You know, if you're doing an activity and you don't like it, change it up. Like, if you're doing something and you don't really like it anymore, change it up and maintain your passion. Try something else mm. if you got bored of it. Or make sure, like you said, make sure you're doing something outside of work to kind of keep you fresh in the workplace as well. Because that has a massive impact if your life is just work, work, work. Yeah, especially if you have a bad workplace. At least if you came in and baked brownies and they slapped, then it, going to work, would it be that brat? Because you have, why am I struggling so much today? (laughs) Because you haven't had any food. The dust and air. Dust and air. The dust and air is really getting into my immune system. (laughs) Uh, I'm really like, I'm fully tripping over words today. It's very disrespectful. Right, let me start again. So, if you had a bad workplace, but you, for example, baked and you baked a nice cake. If going to work the next day was a whole piece of nonsense, at least you have a bit of nice cake that you baked to yeah. help you get through the day. It's something good, isn't it? It's something that you you feel good about. So it's important to have, but find something to do. I think that's massively important. And having a hobby. Right, you can tackle the next one. What's the next one? Education? <laughs> no, we've done that, you fish. 
relationships <laughs> relationships oh you're such you're so annoying <laughs> right so relationships <laughs> keeping the passion is not really my subject area because <laughs> it's a bit of a struggle but i've been told yeah <laughs> you meant to be passing on expert knowledge not secondhand advice I've been, listen single people give the best advice you know so don't even start like my oh don't my, get me started my knowledge of things is top tier <laughs> only because i watch movies but it's absolutely okay anyway i don't even watch movies so that's the lie in itself Keeping a passion and relationship. I actually watched a podcast episode on this recently. So I actually have some ideas. I love, you know. Oh, okay. Go on. Um, one thing that is a key to this life is consistency. Oh my God. Where do I begin? Where do I begin with that word? You man, yeah. You text me on Monday and have the audacity to text me back on Sunday going, hey, you're all right. Like what? You sent me that on Monday. And I said, yes. And you didn't reply. Well, all of a sudden you remember who I am. The inconsistency is new. Like inconsistency in trying to maintain passion is silly. It's a waste of time. It is actually a waste of time. And I will invoice you because you're rude. <laughs> you're very rude. Like if I've got a man, which we all know we don't, send your inquiries into vodkaandwater at gmail.com. <laughs> if I did have a man, I'd like to think, I don't know, I'd see him at least once a week. Mm. is that is that appropriate jay or is that too little or? yeah yeah depending on uh, depending on i the 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 king of how often you should see each other but yeah once a week's decent if you're kind of early stages yeah and then when, it, when when you're more serious how often would you say you should meet depends on your relationship depends how close you live like live together depends how far into it you are but i'm, I'm guessing a couple of times a week if you can do it if, if you're both working full-time, it's a bit harder and you live further away. But yeah, a couple of times a week. A couple of times a week? There's me thinking once a month. Ha. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, you ain't, you ain't finding a once a month boyfriend out there. Literally, I'd, I'd take any offers right now. <laughs> Literally. A once a quarter. would do me nice. It would do me nice. Because <laughs> then I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to feed it or anything. I can just leave it in the corner like a Pokemon. It's lit. <laughs> um, yeah, have a routine. Um, I'm oh, I'm really struggling today. Like I'm trying to read the stuff on my laptop, and I fully can't read. Like the email is looking like Arabic. I can't <laughs> read it. I'm like, oh. Um, it's in English. I hope I hope so. Um, just like work at it. Anything in life that you want, yeah, you got to work hard for it. Unless your dad's a millionaire and you've got a sweetener daddy, but we mm-hmm. all don't. So you got to work in life and in your relationship, you got to work in making sure the relationship is beneficial for you and him and her. That's not free people, by the way, that's just interchangeable. <laughs> and you're getting your ROI because what is the point of being in a dead relationship? You can do that on Hinge. You don't need like, you don't need that in real life. Like, yeah, no have goals work on them together and just be besties i think the best relationship you'll get with someone if if you're actually a bestie with them first like if you're good friends then the relationship will make sense because you've got a common what's the word i'm looking for likes interests that's that's yeah let's Mm. go with that 
Um, anything to add? Because I'm obviously single for life. <laughs> and you're struggling. <laughs> single for life energy. Well, not for long. If you don't find Bay in about five years, I'm delivering you two kittens to keep you company. No. So anyway, um, anyway, I think... I think for life. What you said was, was cool about... Um, goal so make sure you're working towards something otherwise what is the point you know i always think you need to have a goal together whether it's um this might sound so silly but staying together for a certain amount of time whether it's um going on holiday whether it's um saving some money whether it's buying a house whatever you got to do have a goal and work towards something and i think that's important uh, compromise is another important one um, and also remember the fact that you're you will have to change how you are when you live together it's natural whoever said you never change you never change as a person is a liar that advice is bullshit when you live together you have to change because the life you had as a single person is totally different to the life that you'll have together yes there might be some elements that stay the same but you've got someone else totally different in your life mm. that you need to incorporate and you're both your lives need to mesh together as one mm. and your lives will change so be ready for that and be ready to have compromise and do things that um are either new to one of you one of you uh, in the relationship um or things that are different that you're not used to normally doing. And I think it's also about early on, you'll do stuff that might break the bank, you know, the expensive stuff, uh, like going on loads of extravagant holidays, like going to London, like, um, I don't know, eating at fancy places, doing whatever you got to do, but then also find the simplicities in life and also find things that you do that don't have to break the bank. Because it's not everyday Michelin star restaurant. It really isn't. I don't even have that money anyway. <laughs> so you don't have to break the bank. Like there's a lot of free stuff that you can do. Go mm. for walks. Um, go for walks. Go to a museum. Oh, there you go. go. To, like, <laughs> an exhibition. Um, go to reservoirs and stuff. You're struggling. Let me. I, let me I have no me. knowledge on this topic because the only passion I've kept is flicking YouTube channels in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being deadly serious though. Like my flick game is strong. <laughs> Your fingers are properly trained up. Literally, Lol. they're dench. Um, but no, there's there's simple simple things that you can do like that. Like there's no reason why you can't find joys in going for a drive or going to get dessert or you know just simple things, basic things um, that will just keep the passion there. And this is that kind of passion that we started talking about at the start um, in the relationship. But I also think have some responsibilities. So don't just act around like it's just you and your other half and that's it. And you've got no other responsibilities you know and even though you might not have them now plan for some in the future so plan for a dog plan for a cat plan for a pet plan for kids plan for something and have some sort of responsibilities that keep you grounded and give you routine 
Because very unless, true. It's not, it's not, uh, what do you say? Responsibilities. Like, yeah. don't lose yourself being in a relationship. Like, some people get, especially girls, girls do this a lot. They get so involved with their man that they forget who you are. And, like, you start even talking like him, dressing like him. And I'm just like, sis, you were a whole person before this guy or girl came along. And you need to maintain that because if you two mash up, you will be that same person. So don't lose yourself and don't don't neglect your hobbies or the things that you like because you're in a relationship and you want to compromise and stuff. Listen, if I like to bake, yeah, and my man don't like baking, then it's fine. I'll just give my brownies to someone else. <laughs> it's very simple. Like no, I get that, but I think there's a there's a compromise. Like if you, I don't know, if you like to go out and party literally four times a week if you're in a relationship and let's say you're in it five years in, you ain't going to be going out five times a week, four times a week, whatever I said, you know, it's, it's just not sustainable. So you've got to find some sort of compromise instead of going out that often, you might go out once a week with your friends. Does that make sense? So that's the kind of compromise I'm talking about. So I'm not saying totally stop what you're doing, but then you're going to have to be conscious of what you do and for how long you do it for. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I mean, like, and, like, organised date nights, or not necessarily date nights once a month, but organised, like, just think of them, like, for example, pick them up from work one day on a random vibe, like, I'm going to pick you up today and we're going to go out to eat. Mm. Just yeah, because yeah. you can. Just because you can, and you want to, and you want to surprise. And that won't take too much time. Plan a Ex- date night every night. Not every night. Jesus, Ashley, come on. I was going to say. <laughs> you got a coin for that? Um, no, but whenever well, you can, like, you know, like once every week, once every two weeks, whatever you got to do, just do something like that. All right, so dating ideas. Go on, you got any more? Um, like do cooking a dish together and eating it. Um, a Skype session, watching a movie on Netflix together, doing a workout together. Oh, yeah. um, so those stuff is free and you can do it at home or you can do it virtually. Um, going out, to, going out to eat, going out, going for a walk, um, going to a museum, going to exhibition, obviously going to cinemas, um, having picnics, but obviously it's cold, so you can't really do that anymore. <laughs> Um, just sitting in, how about this for example I'll pick up a girl oh let me knock that's actually real life um, I get picked up and we just sit in the car and chat for like an hour or two and we get dessert <laughs> wait and we get dessert and we just sit and chat that's something no I'm, I'm laughing at what you backtracked on but that's an inside joke so I'll laugh at with you about that after the podcast <laughs> but no that's a nice idea that's a nice idea and it's it's relatively cheap isn't it then you know, it's cute, it's, like, yeah. it's about, like, because, you know, for, for, oh, Ashley, get it together. It's about the little gestures. Like, obviously, the grand gestures are beautiful, amazing, sensational, wonderful, but it's the little things. And it's just, like, it's just nice to know that you're being thought about or you're being considered. And I think that's the main thing in a relationship and keeping the passion, just knowing that you're being thought about and you're being considered and you actually want to do things for them. There you go. Does that Bang sound on. right, Jay? Is that true? Bang on. You got some good tips. So when you get to this stage, you got a whole arsenal of tools Me, to I've got a tackle notebook. the situation. I've got a 
you you got like a like a um, standard operating procedure of what to, you got a flow chart. <laughs> literally, I've got a notebook. Like I'm going to be there dating and crossing them off. Like yeah, we've done this. So we need to do this. So if you've been listening to this and you're considering yourself a potential bay for Ashley, you now know the kind of things she'll need in a relationship. So please do send your inquiries to vodkaandwaterpod at gmail.com. See, I'm trying to help you out here. Can I have some appreciation? No, no one wants help. I just want to be single. <laughs> that, is a, that is a true lie. That is yeah, a true lie. I want a whole husband and a bae. But for the purpose of the podcast, I just want to be single because I don't want anyone just this son trying yeah. to email me about hi. No. <laughs> no. Ashley is quite a positive person outside of this. this guy said i'm quite a positive person which basically means i've sold it all day every day um yeah so follow us on instagram (laughs) take it away take it away take it away (laughs) follow us on instagram (laughs) follow us on instagram at vodka and water pod use the hashtag vodka and water pod follow us on twitter Victor Alpha W Pod. Follow us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcasts, and other casts. Mm-hmm. Think you got it all in. Boom, bang. No, actually, I'm fuming because what did I say last week? I said last week I'm not even gonna say it, and I've said it again. I'm fuming. Yeah, anyway, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let us know what you think. What do you do to keep your passion? Is there anything different you do? Do you agree? Let us know. Let us know. Vodka and water pod hashtag. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, we are logging out. You gotta log in to log out. Remember to season your food. Bye. Deuces. <laughs>